who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a whole lot of booze? You get us, Queen's Podcast. And here at Queen's, we are spilling the tea on all kinds of women from history. From New Orleans voodoo queen, Marie Laveau, to Marie Antoinette, and everything in between. Each queen is paired with a cocktail recipe that will totally get you in the mood to hear the fun, dramatic, and juicy stories of fascinating women from history. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers! And I always, after I go out on a date that's a drink, I go home after drinking and I literally eat my entire kitchen. At least with a dinner date, Mm -hmm. I will be fed. Yeah, and Italian? Hell yeah. Some noodles? Absolutely. I'm gonna eat some pasta. Oh yeah, that's gonna be fucking great. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're feeling fine and dandy. I don't know. Um, It's Memorial Day weekend as I record this intro outro as we recorded this episode. Um, So the city is out. You may hear in the background. took a very long time to find a pause with the outside noise, but also it just feels like part of it, right? And now we're about to hit the official launch of summer, right? We're in it. We're here. I feel like everyone's their best version of themselves in the summer. I mean, that's just personally, like, I feel like I'm the best version of myself in the summer. I don't know if you feel the same way. I don't want to put that on you. I don't want to project whatever the fuck I'm projecting onto you in this audio recording that you are listening to. It never, it never is just like a straightforward intro is it i always have to be like well what is this one about um i am again as always very excited for you to listen to this episode uh you've heard her before she's been on here before she's been on the live show she's been on the touring show um savannah desarmo i love her i love her name i remember the first time i had her on the show i was like how do you say your name and she was like it's almost like you're just saying DiGiorno, but like Desarmo. And I was like, sold, done. Because guess what? This bitch loves DiGiorno pizza. Uh, until COVID, I think I ate too much in COVID and I'm a little full-size DiGiorno pizza out. But I will say 
Amtrak used to do the personal DiGiorno pizzas and they did it in the microwave, which is my favorite way to eat food because it makes everything chewy and I love chewy food. This is nothing about the episode at all. This is truly based off of Savannah's name, but they just got rid of them. And by just, I think a few months ago, um, I was coming back from a show, I think. I don't remember. And I was like, yay, I can't wait because train travel is my favorite travel. And that I could do a whole podcast on that alone. Anyways, I was like, let's go to the cafe car. Let's get yourself a personal DiGiorno pizza. And guess what? When I asked them about it, they were like, we don't have those. And I was like, but it is on your menu. I am so sad. And they're like, do you want anything else? And I was like, no. Um, and then I never saw them again. And then recently when I was traveling on a train, I travel on the train more than I realized. Um, it wasn't on their menu. It wasn't on their menu. And it is one of the saddest things in the world to me. It was one of the things that gave me so much life, so much happiness. And Aaron was like, we can just buy them at home. You know, like they sell them at the grocery store. And I was like, it's not the same thing. It's not the same experience. Because if you buy a personal personal pan pizza, I don't know, that is microwaved at the Amtrak Cafe and you sit down in your seat and people can watch you eat this and it's always way too hot. It's burning hot. So you're going to try to eat it. It's going to get messy. You made a choice. Maybe the person next to you is a stranger and they're like, what the fuck is this person doing? And no one's ever thinking that, but I just like that. That is the monologue that goes on in my head and I can't do that alone. And actually, me and Erin don't have a microwave, um, not by choice or anything. Um, with just the apartment we moved into, just didn't have one. And we're like, oh, yeah, we'll get one, one of the ones with the fans that you put above your stove. And then we just never did. And at first I was like, oh, this is going to suck. It's going to take longer to make everything. And honestly, it's okay. But we are going to get one because we really need one of the fans. Um, <laughs> are you ready to hear the intro outro? of this episode. This episode really going to like dating, a little bit into breakups. Um, we touch on a lot of different things and I think it's a lot about, you know, like how much dating can suck and like where you need to be with it and feel about it and how past relationships change your thoughts on it. And just as you grow, as you get older, what you have time for and what you don't have time for anymore. And I think a lot of times we think like, oh, it's something about us that's changing in or that it's looked like in a bad way. Like you notice the difference and you're like, why? I used to be like, so okay with this and now I'm not okay with this. And it's almost at first like, oh, this is what, like what, what's happening? And it's really like just obviously growth and just such a good spot to be in. But the growing, the I was gonna say the growth, but I don't want the growing is never fun. It's very messy. It's very snot riddled uh, from the from the crying. Um, and that's just kind of what we talk about. And lots of silliness, lots of jokes. I always have a good time with Savannah. Please follow her. You can follow her on social media at Savannah Dezo. So Savannah, S-A-V-A-N-N-A-H. And then part of her last name, D-E-S-O. She also has um, shows in New York City at Soho Playhouse and Cherry on Top. And she also has a great sketch comedy group called Text Me Back Right Now, please. And you should go follow and like and subscribe. And I will see you on the other side. So it's been like a hot minute since I've had you on here, right? I feel like things it really have has. changed. 
Things have definitely changed. I, I wish I knew off the top of my head which year that was, but I assume it was 1999. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, yeah. Yeah. I meant to look before because I think it was like, was it 2021? It was, or was it before COVID? No, it wasn't before. It wasn't before COVID. No, 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 no. Fuck. I also feel like I've been on twice. I've been on twice. Have you really? Am I making that up? <laughs> um, no, that's cool. Not many. Only person that's like been on like multiple, multiple Maybe times I'm... is Calvin Cato. Um, but okay. I love that. I love if you've been on more than once. Now I'll have, definitely have to search. I'm really bad. I think I'm getting I'm getting the pod confused with the live show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you've done the live show. You've toured. I almost said torn. Yes. Because I've been working I've all torn, day. I've torn. I've turned. Turned up. I've turned up even. <laughs> Actually, I did not. I have I I at the live show in DC. I specifically did not turn up. I actually left the moment I was off of the stage because I had to get back to New York. Yes, and that um, was so funny that you missed that too because like people threw up that night. Like people, uh, it people in our party or at the venue and our party. Um, maybe yes, at the okay, venue yeah. as well. But um, yeah, <laughs> yes. the Black Cat show, I swear, is one of the most magical experiences ever. It is. It was magical. I was so sad to have to leave and, and to to leave to get on a mega bus, no less. Oh, I know. Oh, really? Right. A haunted. The stage to mega bus pipeline is uh oh haunted. Yeah, you like got into New York at like four or five a.m. Right? Yeah, oh. that was wild. Oh yes. yeah, because it was like yes, it was like twenty twenty one. Um, COVID made Amtrak stop doing as many trains because normally it was like yeah, you just get on a train and like that would at least be like mm-hmm. not disgusting or That's horrible lots. but yeah that was horrible you were like working you like did that you like crushed at black cat in dc and then you fucking filmed something the next day in a different that's so state true. that's what that was for yeah i no, it wasn't a different state it was in it was in brooklyn but it uh that film actually i just finished it's like in its festival circuit now and oh, cool. um, they just won a bunch of awards at a festival that we were at so yeah is that the one full circle moment the one that lorena did no, different one. Different one. Okay. Wow. But shout out Lorena. Love her as well. I know. I was in her film as well. She's so great. She's so funny. It's really fun seeing who's she like loves. blowing up right now until like actually know people. Cause I feel like when I first started, it was like Mark Normand and like Michelle Wolf and none of these people that I knew. Mm. And now it's like these um not weird, but it's like these fun more interesting people <laughs> that have like a really interesting take on just stuff that's never talked about. That's really cool. And like, it's really fun to see people get like their moment who like really deserve totally. it. Not that those yeah. other people didn't, but it was, they felt more like industry, more like this mm. is, I do the joke. I yeah. go on the stage. I do this. And everyone yeah. else is doing like all this like really cool stuff. Maybe alt. Yes. I don't know. Would you consider yourself an alt yeah. comedian? Um, I don't know. I'm sure some people would consider me an alt comedian. Yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, I think everybody should be able to crush at in every environment. Otherwise you need to work on your comedy. And that's, (laughs) I'm saying that to myself as well. Like I don't always crush in a club comedy environment, Mm -hmm. Uh, but sometimes I do. Yeah. So yeah. No, it can be hard. Clubs, clubs, Clubs are just a different vibe sometimes because it depends on like who's there, what's the day, um, who were they expecting, 100%. things like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, sorry, I feel like I'm just talking your ear off about comedy. I do this all the time. I like to nerd <laughs> out. But like, okay, what is going on dating wise? Um, so 
I am actually the reason I have a hard out for this podcast is because I'm going on a date, going to a date. Ooh. Um, but the dating, a lot has changed since we last talked because I was like a very active dater mm-hmm. when we last spoke. Mm-hmm. And I have turned into a chaste little girl. <laughs> I, I really slowed down last year and now I'm like, I saw a TikTok the other day that really hit, which is that guys are no longer competing with other guys. Mm-hmm. They're competing with the solitude of women. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, shit. It's that. It's going to be that for me. Yeah. Um, I can't. I think I, and I also think I've like, I've grown weary of the dating scene, but I don't want to, I feel like I, I don't want to get into that because I feel like. No, I think that's legit. No, everybody, no, because everybody is like dating. Sucks. Well, and that's not what I'm saying, but it's just like I, I think I used to have a lot more. Um, a, I cast a wider net mm-hmm. and would go on dates with anyone that kind of piqued my interest, mm-hmm. and now it's just not that. Well, no, because I think one, absolutely, we can talk about it, and it's definitely a theme that I've seen because it was like. 2020 completely changed the landscape of dating Mm -hmm. and then it was Mm -hmm. like it looked like it was changing it for good and now Mm -hmm. it's like been this like massive reversal of like so much more shit like way more like love bombing way more ghosting way more just Mm -hmm. like literal assholes like in the mix and it's like oh (laughs) I don't have time for this it's it's literally it breaks down to like I did the work I didn't do the work and then that's just the like the divide and that's why it's gotten like so yes. worse because like if someone's on the work they're like I'm not gonna waste my fucking time on you this is dumb as shit yes that said if I meet someone I connect with I'll be dropping my entire schedule yeah absolutely to hang in I hope they move in yeah but I I um no I think what it actually was the big change was last year I had a number and this year I had a number of like I've had a number of longer term um what's I I I refuse to use situationship. So what's another word? <laughs> mm. A relationship without label. Yeah. So hmm. in that there was like, there was feelings betwixt both parties, but we didn't put a label on it. And then it ended. Longer term things. And now that I've had a couple of those, I'm like, oh, that's so much better than casual dating mm-hmm. and casual sex. Yeah. Would Would you say they were like kind of open where it was like you could date other people or was it more like it this was, was your person? No, I mean like it um it wasn't because I feel like open means like you both say that it's open and you know it's open. It's more just like yeah. we weren't we never really reached the stage of we're not dating other people. Mm, okay. Yeah. But there was like a I I I I find it's rare to connect with people mm. in this life. Like to have like a good romantic connection with someone. And um so when that happens, I'm like, oh, I'm I'm all in. I'm not necessarily going to rush into let's be exclusive, but mm. I'm, I'm I'm focused now. So I only because I think I'm like, oh, like when I have feelings for someone and we're hooking up, that that is a lot better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know that's like that's not rocket science, science, but oh. I I really had that clarifying moment last year. Yeah, and I mean, for some people, they do just want to hook up and not have like any feelings involved. So that's, I think like that's super fair. And they're all on hinge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing really good things about fields. There's more like honesty is what I'm hearing. Cause again, I have not been on the apps in a hot second, so I cannot speak. Um, I'm not on field, but 
I have been hearing that as well. I think what it is though is that it's actually just a really ethical hookup because mm. it's so it's still casual encounters, mm-hmm. but people are really honest and upfront, which is awesome. Yeah, I like that. I like. I can't. I I hope. I hope this is just a phase, honestly, but if it isn't, that's fine. But I'm like, I'm so fine with not ca- not having a one-night stand for the rest of my life is how I'm feeling, which is really scary because that is not how I used to be. One-night stands um, were always the worst for me because I have – I probably still – I mean, I worked through it with, like, the person I'm with now, but, like, I feel like mm. I if it if that stopped and I had to start over – Long story short, I have intimacy issues, so I could mm. never sleep in the same bed as that person. Oh my god, me! And either. I never, I did, and it sucked. I, I right, I did, but I had the. Oh my god, the amount of sleepless mm-hmm. nights I've had, I had in my twenties. Yes, exactly. The amount of sleepless nights, and like I hated them in my space, so I'd go to their place. I used to hook up. I'd with, go to their place and I'd leave. Yep, same. I had one dude. I was in East Harlem, and he lived. It really comes down to skincare as well. <laughs> I'm so bad about like, skincare. I don't take my makeup off ever. I mean, I'm not wearing makeup right now. Natalie. I know. What? I know. But I've had people be like, what? wait, what? You have no wrinkles. In 2023, you don't wash off your makeup? No, but I actually don't wear that much concealer. So like, okay. if anything, it's just like my eyes. But people get pissed. And then they'll be like touching my face because it's like, I don't have that many wrinkles yet. So they're like, how are you doing this? And I'm like, I just put on a mm. lot of moisturizer. Like, I, it's like. Well, that's good too. Yeah. But yeah, I hate taking no, out really, my makeup. For a while, I was like, I, I, here I am in in this person's home, and I do not and will not sleep with them, and my cleanser and my serums are waiting for me back <laughs> home. One time, it used to be this dude who I'll tell you who it was afterwards because it was a comedian, and every time people find out who it was, they're like Natalie, and um, it was for a long time, and it was Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> Um, it was in his playhouse. It was a Mm -hmm. two hour commute from where I lived to where he lived because it was always late at night. And it would be like, I'd leave his place at like 12 a.m. and I would get home at like 2 a.m. Where where did, where did you live? Where did he live? live What was the two hours? I lived in East Connecticut. Right. I I lived in East Harlem and he lived in like Park Slope, kind of near, um, like the bottom of the park. Where are you in the park again? I forget. I I live in Crown Heights, but Park Slope would be an easier commute Mm. for me. That's how I feel about in the entire population of Queens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we'll never. I, I won't be going. I won't be going there. I actually I had an ex that lived there. And when, when we broke up, I said, this will be the last time. <laughs> I have not seen Queens since before the pandemic. The only time I go is for QED. And well. it's usually like a $50 cab ride that I spend to like go perform at QED. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's so, it's, it's so hard to get. To, yeah. Ne- I have never dated anyone in Queens. And would never. I did it twice in a row. And, and then I was like, I looked in the mirror and I'm like, let's, you're not, you're not acting like yourself. <laughs> Who are you? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. But never again. One time I hooked up with this dude. It was like, I made him happen. I was like, I just want someone I could like eat food with and fuck and leave. And he mm. lived like 10 blocks away from me. So 10 blocks and like one avenue over, like super easy to like get to and from. So it was like actually really good sex too. And I was like, hey, good goodbye and he was like no like you gotta stay and like not like he forced me to stay but kind of made it mm. weird and he was like no you gotta stay yeah I, lo- I I do love when I am begged to stay 
And regardless of if I stay or not, like that is in the same way that like girls test guys on whether or not they pay on the first mm-hmm. date. Like that is a that is a mini test for me. I'm not proud of it, but no, we all have mini tests. Mine used to be um I'd call the dude kiddo to see if he could handle being emasculated. So I'd be like, What's up, kiddo? How are you doing? Wow, that's good. In text, email, face to face, phone. Yeah. I told Aaron that yeah. once and he was like, that's actually really fucked up. And I was like, you also passed the test because I called you kiddo a lot. Wow. I have a friend who just got like kind of ghosted by a guy because she kept like, <laughs> like he would be like, I just spent like, I just, um, an example is that he's like, I just got a big haul from CVS. And she was like, okay, CVS, you crazy girl. <laughs> And he literally responded being like, stop calling me a girl. <laughs> like, and that is also a test. Yes. We're all girls. We're all girls. We're all girls. If you are hanging out with me, you're a girl. If you text me and massive haul from I'm course, CVS. I'm, exclu- I'm of course excluding people who are AFAB and now they're a trans man. I will not call you a girl. <laughs> but in general, girl is a gender neutral term. Right, right. I will not dead name you. I will only do this if you're comfortable <laughs> with it or you are a cis straight man. And you just told me that you bought a lot of stuff at CVS and called it a haul. By definition, by definition, that makes you a crazy girl. By definition. Did you send a picture of the receipt? Let me see. Like how long <laughs> was you, it? Were you like holding it up to the camera <laughs> with the with the hand behind it for the yes. focus? Um, no, it's there are so many tests you have to do. It's like because it's hinges unhinged and you just don't know anymore how like the levels of how cis men can be crazy is like horrifying and not even like and not even in like a oh are they gonna murder me crazy but like I try to think of like examples I've heard or seen recently where it's just like yo what the fuck like what the fuck are you doing how is this normal can I please speak to your mother like did you have a mom we need to go Mm -hmm. over notes I've got some notes I've got some feedback for her like mothering of you um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so yeah it's like fuck it there's gonna be tests you want your dick in my pussy yeah there's gonna be fucking tests there's gonna be tests yeah exactly big one too period cool. one like how do they react mm, when you have your period totally. and they want a bone mm-hmm. oh how do you where's where's your stance on that i want them i want to know that they're like absolutely fine with it like one dude i remember one time i was like i'm on my period because it was like a total chance like hook up meet up um, you want a bloodhound. Yeah. And he he literally was like, I got towels. Like, do you want me to put the towel down? Like, and I was like, sure. Love it. Let's go. Mm. Yeah. That's how I want. I want to look like a murder scene and they're cool with it. You know? Nice. Nice. I feel like I, I, I I'm pretty unopinionated about it where I do want them to want it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, but I don't necessarily want to deal with any cleanup. So it's usually like I'm like, I can skip those couple of days. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not about to clean up. Like they will have to deal with that either. Too. Like, let me be clear. They're putting the towels down and they're taking those towels and they're putting in the laundry hamper afterwards. <laughs> and that's all on them. I can't move. I'm cramping. <laughs> um I yeah, I uh yeah, I don't know. But I also will say like in regards to sex in general, and this goes along with me being a chaste little biatch, mm-hmm. is I am now going back to prioritizing making out. Ooh, love it. Not that it was never not a priority. It's always been the best God's gift. Yes. But 
I am like, I, I could, I could easily just make out and never have sex. Yeah. And it's crazy how quickly, like in a long-term relationship, you just like don't make out anymore. Like, unless you're like boning. Because it's more, it's so intimate. Yeah, it really is. What are your stance on like how much tongue? I am of the camp of less tongue than more. Oh, same. Oh, same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like if I, I was about to I was about to name a name, but I'm not going to. Okay. Fair, <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Um, yeah, if I'm not like like soup how to say this not gross. I was gonna be like pussy wet. So I've already said it. Unless I'm like fully like in it, like I'm like I being think the only boned. time a lot of tongue is appropriate yeah. is if you're both sloshed and then it's actually fun. Yeah, that's like that's it. There's a point where it is super fun. It's like I I am initiating where it's this. It's like we're barely we're barely human anymore. We're just mouths, we're just whole. Yeah. One thing that I've seen with like multiple people I've been with um is a sucking of the tongue, which I will do if that person is into, but I'm like I don't like no, I'm getting nothing out of this vice and vice like don't Please don't it's do that to so me. It's so silly goose, honestly. But yeah, I mean, I, I would file that under – same for me. I'll file, file it under I'll, – I'll do this and pretend to like it if you like it. Yeah. You'll never know I don't like it. Oh, I feel like You'll I'm You'll never vocal. know that I feel that – oh, okay. Like I, I'm down – of the things that are – I'm like, I could go either way. Mm-hmm. And if they love it, I'm like, oh, then I love it. I don't have – you don't have to know that I feel mid about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's if I cool. don't like it, I'm not out here doing things I don't like. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely stuff that's like, oh, you receive pleasure out of this. Okay. Um, so far my hard nose have been like, I don't really want to eat ass. I don't want to have my ass eaten. I'm very ticklish and I have a bad <laughs> stomach. So I'm like, I don't need salmonella, you know, or E. coli. So sure. I'm assuming there's ways that you prep for that that I just have not. You're ticklish on your bum? Oh, I'm like ticklish like bumble. everywhere. Wow. Yeah. Like, like if I, if like Aaron like playfully like taps my butt, like I clench up like immediately. Like it's like a full like visceral reaction. The whole butt. Whole butt. Whole body. Just like whole, whole foods, whole butt, whole body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. Are there any, like, what are your no's if I can ask? Of course. Um, of course, you can ask. I'm tr- literally trying to think. That's also cool if you don't have any. You're like, I'm done. I mean, none are coming to mind, but like, um, I don't know. Give me some examples. Hmm. I literally feel like a virgin right now. Like, I've never hooked up with anyone. I don't have a problem with feet. I don't want them in my mouth. Like, that would be like a no for me. I would do it if the foot was clean. And they really liked it. But again, that's something that I wouldn't – that does nothing for me. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. I feel like if it was, like, a woman's foot, I'd be okay with it. But, like, I've never mm-hmm. seen, like, a good Oh, any foot. woman's foot. Yeah. Any woman's foot. Yeah, that's a good point. That's more like cis men. The only person I feel like that dude that I know that has good feet is uh, fucking What's-His-Face from Fast and the Furious, uh, the British dude. Vin Diesel. Uh, no, I feel like Vin Diesel Vin, has got weird Vin feet. Vin Diesel, I, I think, would have immaculate feet. No, I kind of want to Google – Hold on, let me see if I can find anything. I'm, I wonder if he's on WikiFeet. I can only hope. Um, and honestly, it's probably just jealousy out of anything because I have planner warts and I hate them. Um, mm, and I've had one. I've had one a long time ago. Yeah, they suck. I have so many that like I – oh, you know what? His feet aren't bad. 
I am actually very proud of my feet. I will say. I love that. That is probably my favorite top five body parts. Ooh, I like that for you because feet are like a big deal. Like they're kind of a power thing. Like I know I actually I've always felt that it's such a waste that I haven't ever been with someone with a fetish because I'm like these feel like good. Yes. Yeah. I just had a friend tell me that they're sort of starting to hook up with someone that his kink is buying his the person shoes um, shoes pedicures. So we were like, oh, so foot, so foot fetish. And she was like, I don't know yet, but I'm down. Whoa. Yeah. I was like, that's a great one. That's a great kink to have. That's a good kink. I'd like to date someone with that kink Mm -hmm. big time. And if he also has a kink for buying like manicures and like um, haircuts. (laughs) Can they just pay my bills and my student loans? Because like the government won't sort of like paying my rent. Love it. Love it. He's also really nice and hot. That's part of the cake. Right. And he's of my age. Like it's not like a sugar daddy situation. It's not a scary. Yeah. No. It's not scary. I don't feel weird. Um, No. Weird. I love him even. (laughs) (laughs) We're great partners. He encourages me to like live my dreams. I do things for him. Yeah. 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 Like I give things. I give things to him. Not monetarily, but <laughs> I I'm so happy that you love your feet. Like I hate my feet so much, and like for so many reasons, like they sweat too. Like there's oh, I'm very sweaty feet. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Sweaty feet, sweaty palms. I think that's a. Whole- I'm talking aesthetically. Oh, not the experience of being with them. <laughs> <laughs> that's I change socks constantly. Yeah, mine. I have like a couch cleaner because like I work from home, and so I'm always on my couch, like sitting, like um um cross-legged and I'll get so sweaty that it'll just be like sweat on the couch and then I just like have to like the deep clean our couch because of my feet it's so but so you can't do like I'm always jealous of women that can wear the shoes like the open shoes that don't have like a backing because they're not going to slip out of them whoa wait I never thought about that yeah because I I, I could wear it, but it literally is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought it was just like, oh, I don't have the balance, but it's completely because I'm slipping. It's sliding. just you're slipping. I'm wearing I'm wearing sandals right now and they have a back. Right? Like a back, you can do it with a back and it has to have like the the thong. So it holds like your front <laughs> your front part. Your- I don't like a thong. I just need a back and a thing like a like a so, yeah. strap over the feet. I'll go through that. I won't be able to move. Oh. Yeah. It all like, but it's even if it's like grabbing your ankle. Yeah. It gets like really like uncomfortable and like wow. I slip. Yeah. It's such a mess. Like the Lizzie McGuire shoes are back right now. Like the Steve Madden shoes are back. The, the like platform sandal. Mm-hmm. And like the ones with like the, um, the platform ones. And I'm like, I, ne- I can never, I mm. truly think it's, I don't like anything. I don't like anything in my toes. Mm, that's fair. For me, it's more utility. It's more like this will get me able to move. <laughs> like my Birkenstocks mm. have like a thong, you know, they've got the in between my toes. So it like, wow. Yeah. So you're, you're a thong queen. I'm a thong queen. I do think it's hormonal though. Cause my mom said she had really like sweaty palms, sweaty hands too. And then menopause hit and it disappeared. Whoa. Yeah. So I thought women start sweating at menopause. I guess. I think she started sweating. Maybe other parts of your body. And yeah. I think she started having hot flashes. Sweat, it doesn't go away. It just goes to your face. We truly like never catch a break. Uh, yeah. You just get super hot and good, the good. sweat just goes different places. Literally good. <laughs> right. <laughs> this person you're going on a date with, is it like a first date or is it like a multiple? It's a first date. Okay. This is this is like the first time in a while I've been going on dates. Mm-hmm. And I so and because I felt like I sensed, because I went through kind of like a, a breakup of a situation, <laughs> like two, 
months ago, and I felt really sad from it. Oh, I'm sorry. And, and I was just like, oh, I'm not gonna, I don't want to date. I don't need to date this summer. And then there was a moment, a flare for a day where I was like, oh, I kind of feel like going on dates. So I scheduled two in this week because I don't think I'll feel like this again. Oh, yeah. You do have to follow that. It's like even hanging out with people. It's like, no, I do want to. I need to like initiate this because this will And then when you don't, you do not. Yes. Not forcing it. So I went on one date on Wednesday and then I'm going on this date tonight. Okay. And I literally, my theory is I'm like, these just need to like, I just need to get through these. Mm -hmm. These I don't really see going anywhere. In fact, Wednesdays was not good. I was going to ask how Wednesdays went. Uh, so not good. It was, it was, it wasn't even bad. It was just the absence of good, if that makes sense. <laughs> so bad. Well, I guess like, but not, it wasn't bad. I've been on bad dates. You're more, it was, it was just like, it was just like average, which is bad to me. Yeah. Yeah. You're like kind of indifferent to it. There is just no, but it was like, it. it was like the, the conversation was fine. We had things in common. Mm-hmm. He was cute. Did he pay? He paid. Good, good. Which is even more impressive when, because I feel like when the date is average or bad, they're more likely to split. Mm-hmm. So I was very impressed and very happy about that. Well, do you feel like he felt the same way? Like, have you had the I, the conversation via text of like, hey, this no, that was cool. it was a first date. So I think it's like there doesn't need to be a conversation. Oh, but he did do that okay. thing where he did do that thing where like at the end he like walked me home and then we like hugged and he was like nice meeting you mm-hmm. and then right as he was leaving he was like let's do this again sometime and I was like yeah and it was so weird because I'm like we don't it was to me it felt clear I when I think you're gonna get when, a text no I think I would have gotten the text text, text hello <laughs> text by now it was Wednesday today's Friday you'll get one this weekend and the excuse will be like hey I sorry I was busy because of Memorial Day no way, no way. But busy because of Memorial Day. It's not even Memorial Day yet. Yeah, I'll be like, um, I was busy prepping. Uh... I was busy prepping for Memorial Day, my favorite holiday. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's very clear. So was, I thought it was very interesting that he's like, let's do this again sometime. When I'm like, you already know, you've been knowing that you're not going to text mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. <laughs> you know, though, I do think like if I had like a mid-date and I was like, I'm not feeling it, he's clearly not. And we ended it, and he was like, okay, I'm not going to call you back. Like, I think I'd be crushed. I'd be like, excuse me? Like, I think I'd rather have, like, the polite, yeah, yeah, I'll see you again. No. I mean, neither are good, because when nothing is said, it's just sort of like, LOL. Mm -hmm. But I do find it funny that it puts people at ease for that one moment to be able to say, let's do this again sometime. Mm -hmm. Even though it is quite clear Mm-hmm. That that is a goddamn lie. Yeah, that's a good point. But like sometimes, but it's just for that moment of like saying goodbye because you feel like you have to. Yeah, yeah, it is like it's a polite factor. It is definitely like a. Yeah. I totally like I totally see what you're saying, but there's so many times where I definitely would go. It's, I guess it's the same thing as me being like he was like it was nice meeting you. I was like yes, this was so great. <laughs> like that's a lie. <laughs> this is so great. This was so good. We finally did it. Like, what? I don't know you. But I had so many. But he was very sweet. I want like, it was like, I could see why someone would really get on with him. Yeah. It was just not the right person for me. Yeah. No, totally. Totally. I've just had so many dudes read the situation wrong. Like, I've had so many dudes where Um... it's ending. We're walking out. I'm going to, like, do, like, a polite hug or something. And they're going straight in for a kiss. And I was like, oh, this Mm. is not how I felt about this date at 
all. That's why I'm like, uh-huh. I don't know. Like, did he definitely not feel the, like feel the same way as you? Like, I guess only time will tell. But I will say if he was feeling me and he hasn't texted me yet, he is once again out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that he's even further out of the game than he already is. Is there like but, a time that, that you need them to text you by? I'm a massive, like I need text immediately. So I say that yeah, being like, I need it. At least at, at most the next day. Mm-hmm. I think like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Truly, truly the reason like, it texts take five seconds. It's nothing. I'm like, I had an ex where I would, I like to text throughout the day. Like I like communication. Only because it's like, that is the established rule. Mm-hmm. That isn't like you get to pick when you, like the established understanding of the date, the daters of America is that if you are into someone, you would like, you both want to text them yep. and you want to let them know that you had a good time. Yep. Unfortunately, and I don't like this, but the power is with the guys. Yep. It's this thing. So it's like when you don't text within the day, you're sending a clear message, actually. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And like it is in the power of the man a lot. Like I had an ex where he would say I was texting him too much. And I was like, I'm barely texting you and you're not responding for six hours. And I know, mm. I know you're most likely masturbating on your phone at work. So. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, he, you really, you, you pick winners. He, yeah. He was a great one. He was a really great one. He <laughs> okay. definitely had like for a hot second, don't know anymore, like an addiction to porn um, and would Sounds masturbate like at work, which like, Hey, I love porn. I work remote things happen on my breaks. Of course, um, of course. but yeah, this was way before like remote was like a thing. Um, but yeah, it would like drive me crazy. Cause I was like, it makes you feel so shitty. Cause you're like, Oh, am I being needy? Am I being too much? And then it's like, I'm literally asking you to respond in a text when I'm like, Hey, like, how's your day going? Haven't seen you today. Like, like whatever it was, or like, letting them know something funny. And so that was the thing that I needed was like, I need to know I can constantly text this person and they are going to constantly yeah. text back. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. I feel like I go back and forth on where I land on this. Cause I do think like one little, at least a check-in per day mm-hmm. of like, Hey, thinking, you know, just to signify that you're thinking of one another and to connect in that way yeah. does mean a lot to me. Um, but some people text more than others. I think, I think I've been burned by consistent textures that aren't funny and then I'm just in a conversation forever (laughs) with someone (laughs) who's boring me and they're I'm like I want to tell them like you're losing you're you're fumbling this bag because you can't keep up yeah so I think if it's like and but I'm but some people that's not their strength like they're not like funny over text which is fine it doesn't mean they're not a great person in person but I'm like, if you're gonna text me all day, you you better come correct. Yeah, I need enter- I need to be I need to be entertained. Um, dance, dance, dance for me, <laughs> dance for me. No, especially with flirting. Like, if you can't be funny in a text, like I'd be like so dry. I'd be like absolutely not. Oh my god. Also, like flirting, flirting that isn't funny is also bad. Oh, that may be me. worse, right? Like that's worse. Like, yeah. Like if <laughs> the look, you, like the side eye look you gave to no one, but you were thinking about someone, I feel like. Well, there there was like somebody I was talking to for a while on Hinge and it just kind of fizzled out because I was like, you keep complimenting me, but I feel like I can't, it isn't, 
it's because it wasn't like clever and it felt like it was just like a not fully love bombing but when it feels unspecial Mm -hmm. where I'm like you would you just call girls pretty willy-nilly I don't we don't know each other enough Mm -hmm. for you to be able to compliment me yeah to know the ins and outs of why I am gorgeous but I'm so that's so like annoying girl of me to be like I want individual compliments no there's nothing wrong with that no, I know there's nothing wrong with it, but I feel like that's a, it's funny that our girls are like, he compliments me all the time. It's so fucking annoying. And they don't even, they're not even like tailor-made to me. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? Like this guy, this hot guy calling me pretty. No, when he just like cheat <laughs> on me. Um, well now to, this, uh, this is sort of a pivot. Um, you yeah. have the, you have the sketch group, text, was it text me back? What is it? Text me back. Text me back. Yes. Um, which is great. I love all of it. It's been amazing. And have you been getting comments from dudes? Because it is very like women centric, which is amazing and so funny. Yes. Um, I mean, we like to think we make comedy for everybody, but it definitely is for the girls for sure. Um, and I, but actually, I think guys are really like. I was shocked that guys were liking mm. it as much as they have. Hell um, yeah. But of course, we do get we do get some uh, haters in the comments, but they they make us stronger. Okay, perfect. I love this. I I didn't do like a deep dive on the comments, but um, you always just kind of assume. We actually have a highlight on our Instagram of um, people who send us reply hate comments. <laughs> I would love to be looking so this you, up. So check it out at text me back RN, please. Um, do you talk about it like when you're when you're doing like the apps like Hinge? Do you ever say you're a comedian in the hint like Hinge, Tinder, wherever you're at? Um, no, I say I'm a producer. (laughs) Ah, okay. It may be if we're like, if we keep talking, because eventually it's like, what are you up to tonight? And I have to be like, a show, you know, like it comes up, but it definitely, if I don't advertise it. Yeah. I used to. And I mean, I assume you're asking because you did. And it's so annoying. Yeah. But you know, even if you said like, I have a show, you could be like, well, I'm producing this show. Like you don't have to say. I could, but I don't, I don't actually want to lie. It's more just like, I don't want the opening conversation to be about comedy. No, that's fair. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I just uh, choked on my own spit there. I mean, it's a hard sure. it's a hard one to deal with, especially like I feel like in the apps because then you get the I I could do this. Like I've always wanted to. And that's could also be for me like a test of like. It's that or it's like what kind of just talking about my comedy in general. I don't really want to do with a stranger on the Internet of like, mm-hmm. like, what kind of comedy do you do? What do you talk about on stage? I don't even want to talk about it's, it with it, my it's friends. Completely- it's completely a valid for someone out of the conversation, out of the world. I get it. You're just like interested mm-hmm. and you want to get to know this girl who's a comic comic. Like those are normal questions to ask, but when you're so immersed in it, mm-hmm. it's like you don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Like and not to mention the people who are like, tell me a joke. Those are the, the fucking worst. Um, but honestly, those are the worst for me when it comes from like family. They find out you're a comedian and you're like, no, I'm not doing this. But my family doesn't get it, so it's fine. Oh, that's mm, sorry. Oh no, no, it's it's not a sorry thing. They just like I I do not think they would find it funny. And when they don't, I'm like, that makes sense. This isn't for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I could see maybe your family not understanding like the um the sketch where you guys all get like another bottle of the blue. Yeah. Um, yes, the blue Gatorade. The blue Gatorade. It's very, I mean, especially the sketches, which I think I don't even know. I, it's so, they're like avant-garde. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, 
But yeah, in general, my comedy is not for, I think like, especially because where I'm from, the comedy is not very like dry. Mm -hmm. It's very like, it's very broad, wet comedy uh, in its, in its culture. Um, So it's, it's not for them and that's okay. Yeah. Can't always be for them. I remember one time an uncle was like, I saw your, I saw some clips online. You're saying crazy things on the internet. I was like, well, you searched me on YouTube, sir. Yeah, that's your fault. You do not have to do that. <laughs> Love you. Happy Thanksgiving. Like, goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Love you. Scoot over. I need some of this rice. Thanks. I have, like, very religious family, and I'm like, I understand that you don't get this and never will and are, like, vehemently well, against that, this. Sure. Yeah, like, mm, sorry. Um, for your date tonight, like, when you – why were these two people you were like, yes, I would like to try a date? Or was it more Such just the act of – I think it was the timing, honestly. Mm-hmm. It was that they there was no red flags yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's sort of the end of the sentence. It was like there's absolutely no red flags. Um, and they were willing to make a plan. I think I at the at in the, at this stage, I need someone to kind of take the wheel, take the wheel a little bit. Usually, I am the wheel driver, but um, and I I also have been out of town for the past month, so like this was my one week. So it was also like people that were willing to make a plan in advance. Mm-hmm. No, I like a, I like a planner. That's always a good sign. Um, yes. So this person had Same. no red flags. Were there any beige flags or green flags? For sure. The one tonight, it's a younger guy, which is a big, I guess that is a red flag. It can a be. Rose, a rose, a pink flag, a hot pink flag. Hot pink flag. I can't, so it's sort of fun. I feel like <laughs> it can be. It will depend on like how they talk to you today i literally i'm very interested I, i'm very interested i've dated younger guys before and had a fun time with it i really do enjoy it yeah. but it really i i think the reason it was enjoyable is because i was also younger now that i am uh, i've just turned 30 mm-hmm. that i'm like th- this is kind of me just playing <laughs> <laughs> like i'm like this feels like i'm playing with a playmate not like you know, taking partnership seriously when I, that's what I'm actually looking for. But these, these dates this week, as I said, were just sort of me. I need to like get out of my own way. Mm-hmm. I'm, I want to get to the stage of dating again and get through this heartbreak. So yeah, it's sort of just me like getting the training wheels back on. What's the phrase? Like getting back up on the horse. Yeah. You're getting back up on the horse. What is it like? The only yeah. way to get over someone is to get under someone. Like one of those things. Like For sure. Though I'm not, I don't think I'm, I don't plan on hooking up with them. No, and that's totally that's fair. It. But yeah, but getting under him conversationally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's um younger younger people. It's more like I just think about what I was like at twenty two and how I just thought I knew the world, and then mm. especially if you're living in New York, how quickly that's going to be like beat out of you. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It is interesting. I also think it's like the only the weird thing about dating younger, and he's not that much younger. He's like four. He's 26. Okay. Okay. That's, you know, but it's still, that's a I lot of time. I feel like between, well, I, when I've dated older, I know what I think of these older people where I'm like, wow, there is a few references you don't get. Or like, mm-hmm. I do feel like um, there is, I, there is, I am put up on a pedestal as an older woman, which is very weird because mm-hmm. I'm quite young. Um, so that's an interesting part of it as well. But yeah, the, the references, but honey, I don't mind a pedestal. <laughs> the references are also like a really interesting point too, because I actually found out Aaron. So I'm 34, about to turn 35. Aaron's 41, will turn 42 next year. 
And I just found out, so it's like seven year difference. And I just found out that like, mm-hmm. he doesn't understand all my internet content that I put on Instagram. And I was like, I'm sorry, cause mm-hmm. this is gold. Like these people that I'm reposting is hilarious. And he's like, yeah, some of it, I just right over. Internet is a real thing. I'm, I'm deeply on the internet though. So I, that nothing misses me. It's in that category. <laughs> cause I live on my phone. So oh, I'm fully addicted. Well, I watch TikTok 100%. like every two hours a night before I can go to sleep. Like that's just before bed. Yeah. Oh, before bed. Yeah. That's my, my lullaby. Oh yeah. And I like to do it without like the sound. So I just get the captions and I don't know why. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Cause I'm too lazy to put headphones in. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the part of it that sucks. But yeah, no, I'm full, full on addicted. When I share a bed with someone I put on, I put on headphones. It's nice. It's almost like I'm like, I'm in my little cubicle. Sometimes I do. Um, truly, I'm just too lazy to go grab them because I'm usually not in my room. They're usually in like the office or the bed or the living room, but I love this for you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm good with those references. I think it's more of like, I say things and I'm like, you don't get that or mm, vice versa. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Where are you guys going tonight? Um, Ciccone, Ciccone. <laughs> it's an Italian restaurant in Dumbo. Oh, cool. Okay. Sure. We both <laughs> don't really drink, so that's cool. Yeah. It's about to be a hilarious sober first date. A lot of people think, what, what are, what's your stance on like dinner dates for a first date? I'm okay with them. Um, cause I like food. But I, and I also feel like I'm a messy eater. So I feel like it's a good way to be like, okay, this is kind of like a real moment to see me for a second. A a litmus test. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, yeah. Like I, if I'm wearing white, I'm getting a stain on it, you know, like. For sure. uh, So I'm okay with it. And like, especially if like, uh, it's so hard to find places to go sometimes if you don't drink, like, cause the first one is like bar. And it's like, I don't mm. want to put someone in that situation. I know there is now yeah. like athletic beer and like, obviously there's like still seltzers and seltzers and bitters, but that's still like a weird, could be triggering for someone. Yeah. And then those I always found worse because you have to talk to each other with the food. You can like, there can be pauses because you're there's, eating. There's activities. You're talking to the waiter. Mm-hmm. It's like the activity of course is eating, but yeah. Yeah. I like, I, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm trapped if we have to eat. And I'm like, yeah, but that's the same thing as a bar. Like yeah. you're trapped there till you finish those drinks. Yeah. Yeah. And same thing. I always, after I go out on a date, that's a drink. I go home after drinking and I literally eat my entire kitchen. So at least with a dinner date, mm-hmm. I will be fed. Yeah. And Italian? Hell yeah. Get some noodles. Absolutely. I need some pasta. Oh yeah. That's going to be fucking great. Yeah. I also, I kind of feel like this is going to go well. Like, I don't know why. Cause I love, you're like, I really, I truly don't care. And I really love that. And I think that's sometimes the best part or the best like litmus test. Of, you like, say that, but I had the same attitude on Wednesday and it really was so average. That is true. That is true. I could be totally but wrong. You never know. But was it food a psychic, as well? A psychic told me that I was going to meet a chef in May. And I said, oh, that's interesting. And she goes, yeah, I don't know. I just see him like he keeps feeding you. And so. I feel like nothing matters until I meet my chef. <laughs> yes, chef. Um, yes, chef. Is this guy a chef? No, you're just going. He's to- not. Okay. But he is feeding me. So that's, that could have been what she was seeing. I just think you need to accidentally stumble into the kitchen tonight and be like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was the bathroom. Where's the <laughs> chef? 
Where's the head chef? Where's it's going to be like an old chef. guy in his 50s, married, has kids. <laughs> like, get the fuck out. Um, yeah, because I would let fucking the chef from The Bear ruin my life. He is someone oh, that I would absolutely let. He's ruining out. someone's life because he's both getting a divorce and I imagine it's because he's met someone. Oh, in real life? Mm-hmm. <gasps> that actor? No, they seem so happy. Oh, shit. Him and his wife? Yeah. They've known each other for a while. They have. Um, but yes, the that character really, really did a did a doozy on girls. Oh yeah. What I don't I don't really get what it is, but I agree with it. I'm a part, I'm one of those girls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's because they're unattainable. Like it is that guy, you can't change them, you can't fix them, they will not make time for you. I don't think chefs should be attained. No. I think they are they are sort of toxic. But I'm hoping I'm hoping the psychic was talking about like um, a private chef. If we can get specific about sure, because chefs that work in the true like dining nightlife are addicted to cocaine, no question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I can't be having that in my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like a private chef. He's got more flexibility. Yeah, he knows he, he's a family guy. He's got to hang with family. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and the psychic was like, "You're gonna date this guy," or she was like, "You're gonna meet this guy." She said, she said both. She said, I'll meet him and that it, she sees it being long-term. She sees us having more than one house. Oh, <laughs> then, yeah, I definitely feel like a private chef So I was like, situation. yeah, I'll be looking for this chef. I will be looking for this chef with a, with different houses. I will be staring. If I hear someone's a chef, I will Instagram them immediately. I literally, there was a guy on Hinge that was literally ugly that I matched with because he was a, a chef. <laughs> how How ugly? Not that ugly, actually. Like, I was like, I can work with this. I can work with this. Not even ugly, actually. Just not my type. Mm-hmm. Not where you're, like, but normally. Like, I can work with this. He's got enough tattoos to get me going. Mm-hmm. And if he's – and he's a private chef. Mm-hmm. So I can work with Let's this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Is it mostly dudes right now that you're dating? Mostly dudes. I am too – I feel too fragile to date girls right now. Mm-hmm. I also think, like, I've always struggled with dating girls over apps, and apps yeah. are all I can manage right now. Yeah. But Pride is next month. Yeah, that's true. So I can meet someone out and about, and I welcome it. I invite it, actually. This could maybe too personal, so please say, like, no, I don't want to answer that. Was the breakup with a girl? No. Okay. Okay. Wish it was. Though I think I'd be in worse shape if it was. Yeah, I feel like it might be more emotional, or I don't know. Yeah. It's hard. Breakups are just hard in general. They are never fun. Yeah. I Yeah, they are. I really F myself over with having these unlabeled things too because I feel like it doesn't – I mean, I feel like we're learning this as a generation. It's like it doesn't give you as much space or validation in mourning it. And oh. so you have to like convince yourself that it's okay to mourn it because it was something and there was, you yeah. know, care and, and feelings there. So it's weird though, because I'm like, he was never my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But it was and consistent. Now it's over. Yeah. Yeah, it was very consistent. Yeah, that is hard. I've kind of really thought about that before. But yeah, because it doesn't, yeah, the label doesn't make it not valid or make it va- more valid. No. Yeah. I think it's like we've, and I, I include myself in this, but like we kid ourselves with not labeling things because it feels like it's like, Oh, it's not serious until you label things, mm-hmm. and that's just not true. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. People are just like getting getting away with playing house all around this city. Yeah, <laughs> without without putting a label on it. You're like, I've just been getting away with that. Did you want? You did not want to label it, right? You were saying you didn't want to label it. 
I did and I didn't because I really enjoyed his company, mm-hmm. but I didn't because there were a, there was a lot missing. Like my needs weren't being met, but mm-hmm. I really enjoyed him. So it was sort of like I would commit to this if I felt like. Mm-hmm. But you know, when I initially when I eventually had the conversation, he was not interested in the same level of commitment that I was, and that explains a lot. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. That sucks. That's also, that sometimes makes it even harder too, though, because when it's like you're two people, you really get along, there's a massive connection and it feels like it is moving in a certain direction, even if there needs to be like a specific conversation or like boundary set or just like, hey, these are my needs. Um, Mm -hmm. To have that person be like, oh, you're great, but no, is honestly kind of worse than like you were labeled and tried. Like, it's almost like they led you on. I mean, it kind of, I don't, I don't think that I, I don't know. I feel like I was led on by the like experience and the connection. And it felt like very undeniable to me mm-hmm. that when I was finally naming the thing, I was like, I obviously don't know what he's going to say, but if he says that we shouldn't be together, then that's kind of annoying because mm-hmm. he was at my place a lot, um, hanging out a lot. But yeah, I agree. It does. It, it is. I agree with you. Because it's like it, 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 he wasn't denying that there was a connection. He wasn't denying that we had fun together. Mm-hmm. We both wanted to keep seeing each other. But I was like, I am looking for something serious. And if you're not, because I'm so like, I'm so like, whatever's in front of me, that's what I'm like mm-hmm. all about. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if you keep being in front of me, I will not date other people. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I'm like, so if it's shit or get off the pot because... I need to use it. Yeah. <laughs> I, it reminds me of like, so I had like a really bad relationship. I got out of that. And then I was like in my year of dick, but what kind of started like my year of dick or it was like in, it was like mid, mid dick year, which was me just fucking people <laughs> very open. I was very open. Like, Hey, I'm not looking for anything committing, but like I have fun with you, blah, blah, blah. But there's this dude who I thought was going to be like my first boyfriend after that ex. And like, I was ready mm. and we were like talking long distance. Like, cause I had, I was like mm-hmm. out of the city for like two months and we were like kind of being consistent. I got back and he was like the first person I saw. And like, we like, you know, fucked that night, like went on a date, like great sex. Um, cause he was a biker. So he had great thighs. Um, oh, it's incredible. and so I was like, Oh, we're like in this, like, this is like something. And then, I was scheduling like more dates for us. And then he kind of was like, oh, this is not what I want. And I was like, I'm sorry. Then what the fuck were these like past? What have we been doing? months. And he made me feel psycho. And then because mm. he would randomly text me after. Because I was like, okay, then I can't go forward. Like I wanted something with you. I don't want to just like fuck around. Um, yeah. I can't go forward. And he was like, okay, totally understand. And then would randomly text me like, how are you doing? And I'd be like, what the fuck is this? And he'd be like, I can't just ask how you are. And I was like, no, you actually can't. Like you lost that privilege when- You lost access. Absolutely. And it reminds me of that. And then after that, I had a lot of fun and then like landed into like my now husband, like just randomly met him. So I always feel like Mm. the moment- But did you, here's a question with that guy, Mm -hmm. the biker. And first of all, do you mean bike? Which kind of bike? Like a, like a bicycle. Okay. Got it. Um- I just needed that for the visual. Oh, he's super nerdy, super nerdy comedian, super nerdy. Um, okay, got it. I was way out of his so league. So at the beginning, at the beginning, were did you brief him like you had been with everyone saying I'm not looking for anything serious, and then it just became something. No, more serious. 
Okay. I did not with him. So you felt the connection right away. Yeah. I yeah. I slowly like laid the bait. We were like long, like we were talking while I was in different states and it was becoming more and more like serious and that like, oh yeah, this is like, we're moving forward with this. Um, but I do feel like this is a very pivotal moment, especially for women of like, I know it's that person that you're like, I know what you want. You just said you can't give it to me. Then I'm walking away. It like, mm. cause I was a mess too. After like he did that, like I was like kind of fucked oh, up. I was sobbing. I literally fell to the ground on my knees sobbing. Yes. Like I'm in a, a Hallmark movie. Oh my God. Yes. Truly sobbed <laughs> in my bed. And then, I la- and then I laughed cause I was like, <laughs> yes. Like I can't, I can't believe I just authentically <laughs> fell to my knees sobbing. <laughs> no, but it's so real. Cause it's so visceral because it is this like, monumental well, re- I moment. Mean, it is rejection at its core. But it's rejection. Because I do believe, because I'm like, I've been on the, the other end of this when someone wants something a little more serious with me and I'm like, God, they're great and I'm just not there. Mm-hmm. And it's because there's just like something missing for me. So it feels like, I'm like, I don't think it's that you don't want to commit in general. I think it's you don't want to commit to me and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But it hurts. It hurts. It hurts like how it is. And so, and so here I am on my knees. <laughs> <laughs> and it is that rejection, but it's also, I think it's very visceral too. You have a very like cathartic moment because you chose yourself. Yes. And it's, and I mean, at least for my experience is like, I had been kind of thinking about having a conversation for a while and like been in kind of like a less than secure place with it because it was not a relationship and it was not labeled. Mm -hmm. So it was also just like the release of like, okay, it's done. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be worrying about that anymore, but I have been like white knuckling Mm -hmm. that part of my brain about like where we headed, et cetera, et cetera. No, totally. Um, So silly. It's so silly, but it's real. Um, I don't want to keep you any longer because I know you got to get ready for your date. I have to get to this young boy. I can't wait. And I can't wait to hear about it. I hope I get I to hear. Honestly, I, I would, I both will be late and I'm happy to be late. But <laughs> yeah. Um, get, get my ass this Italian restaurant. Oh my God. Get something so good. Get like, uh, uh, fuck. I can never say it. The Caccio Pepe. I can never say it. Caccio Pepe. I get it. I think that's how you say it. Oh, it's going to be so great. I really will just be thinking about DiGiorno pizza for the next week and I may have to buy one and put it in the oven, though it's different. Um, and those are my favorite things about being in a couple or like being booed up or in a relationship are those like differences. Like what type of fries do you like? Do you like a soggy fry or do you like a very hard crispy fry? I fucking hate hard crispy fries. I love a soggy fry. Aaron hates soggy fries. So that and so in that situation it works because it's like yes, give me all the soggy fries. You have all these dumb fries, but like a, how do you like your pizza? Do you like a little softer? Do you like it like a like a more burnt crust? No, who fucking wants a burnt crust? It's disgusting. Anywho, I'm sorry. Again, a weird tangent that I'm going on in my head because now all I want is a DiGiorno pizza uh, from Amtrak and my heart cannot have that and that is so sad but I'm so glad to have had Savannah on this episode it was such a good time and please follow her at Savannah Dezo on Instagram follow text me right now sorry text me back right now please and then go see her at Soho or Cherry on Top sorry Soho House I think I said Soho Playhouse it is Soho House so I do apologize I do think they are different they are different but anyways 
come enjoy soho place playhouse also a great place and remember to rate like subscribe review follow all the things retweet retool that's not a thing um awkward sex in the city and our next show is june 16th for pride month and black cat if you want to come uh go get tickets at black cat we love to see you and you guys have a great rest of your week holiday what have you the holiday already happened i need to stop talking and we'll see you in two weeks